would like to acknowledge that right now we're broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Today on For the Record, we're heading back roughly five years ago to revisit an outrageously creative and most importantly fun electronic alt-pop record by Didi Dumbo called Utopia Defeated. My name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. If you're not sure what's happening, you're on For the Record, a weekly album show here on FBI Radio, and we're going to be revisiting Utopia Defeated in full. The project of Didi Dumbo, better known as Oliver Hugh Perry, who's been bouncing around on the scene since 2013, first emerging with his dazzling, promising EP, Tropical Oceans, which got a little bit of buzz, turned some heads here and there from South by Southwest to getting signed to 4AD and locally to Liberation Music. If you like what you're hearing, there's actually a really good video shot by NPR on YouTube where they showcase his South by Southwest, where they showcase his South by Southwest performances um, and has a early version of Warris uh, that you just heard. Didi Dumbo, I think, is such a brilliant artist locally and internationally because he is, as cliche as this sounds, so unique and able to really breathe new life into alternative music and the way that he's not only written, performs and arranges melodies notes lyrics everything are again absolutely spellbinding so it should be no surprise that his music and his work got him to tour alongside Warpaint, Toon Yards, Daughter, Tame Impala, St. Vincent and so many more. Yeah I think that his kind of almost rebranding of the what what now is like the modern one-man band is is and was at the time really, really interesting to watch kind of unfold, especially because, at, at least for me, I, and, and I, maybe I'm alone in this, but I feel like generally that kind of 
you know, looping one man band, quote unquote, kind of like busker esque style, kind of was wearing like a little bit thin. I I don't know. I I didn't I didn't believe a lot of the people that were doing it, but I believe Dee Dee Dumbo, and I, I think that he, what kind of sets him apart is the complete and utter amount of finesse that he puts on every single thing that he does. Yeah, I mean, it could have the potential. I think traditionally a one-man band thing is considered kind of comical, like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins, who's carrying every single instrument on his own back. But an artist like Dee Dee Dumbo, I think you you can't take what he's given and contributed to music locally because him being able to make the music that he does as a one-man band would, I think, without a doubt, have paved the way for artists like Tash Sultana to take that even further. Yeah, definitely. And and he, for sure, at least... Wasn't one of the first people to do it, but definitely, at least in more recent times, repopularized it and just made it that little bit more trendy and, and, like you said, inspired like a bunch of artists in the process. As a solo artist, I think what Didi Dumbo taps into really well and what really resonated with people is that being a solo musician taps into the innermost parts of audiences and listeners and that music at its core is a one-to-one experience and his music is so engaging to watch and listen to. Yeah, and I guess it almost has to be because there's nowhere for him to hide and, and, and that's kind of what makes it that Almost like on the edge of your seat process, you're watching him conjuring up all these sounds and ideas together, and, and almost like he's kind of doesn't maybe has a, some kind of an idea of where he wants to go, especially in a live capacity. But I'm imagining that making up and writing this stuff would he'd be having some of the most fun I've ever seen anyone have. Utopia Defeated is a record absolutely bursting at the seams from start to finish. Its movement shifts across all of these tracks from traipsing, galloping, sprinting, slowing down, and so much more. It's sprawling with ideas and sounds, which makes it an even bigger marvel knowing that the one person behind the project was in charge of all aspects of the creative and the craft. Writing, performing, producing, and engineering, the latter of the two each earning him individual ARIA nominations for this record. He's solely responsible for the follow-up and anticipation that he now stands basking in. Stick around and for the record, we are going into Utopia Defeated by Dee Dee Dumbo. This one right here, Satan, one of the first few songs I heard here on FBI. Let us know what you think on 0409 945 945.
Cortisol right there, in before that one we heard In the Water, and then Satan to kick it all off. You're tuned into FBI Radio 94.5, this is For The Record, where we're listening to D.D. Dumbo's debut record, which was out on 4AD, called Utopia Defeated. I'll never forget hearing Satan and Walrus for the first time, because I was completely mesmerised and dumbfounded by the arrangement. I'd never really heard alternative or indie music put together in this way or or that sounded like this and the way that the strings clash with each other the bass line the percussion everything from the choral backgrounds across some of the songs like this album's insane yeah it definitely is it definitely ticks all the boxes innovative creative exciting unpredictable um, and I think that, at least for me, one of the best words to kind of sum up an album like this is hypnotic. And I think that that's kind of the way that he puts his guitar lines together is extremely hypnotic and definitely one of the one of the most impressive traits that I kind of found in a record like this. Totally. Utopia Defeated was recorded in a single isolated room that happened to be next to a horse stable. And why? I don't think anyone other than Oliver could tell you that and what's kind of even harder to know is how you even classify an album like this. What does it sound like? I mean, there's elements of pop, funk, electronica, there's prog rock elements. Obviously, it kind of falls under the the blanket umbrella of alternative rock. But there's, it takes a couple... And it definitely takes a couple listens to kind of pin down each and every influence every idea that he's kind of drawing upon but I think what makes all of that so much more impressive is how he manages to 
move past that and kind of truly break some kind of new ground. And I think that, especially in his guitar tone, while using 12-string guitar, again, isn't anything new, it's not something that you hear in popular music a lot, really, ever, even when it was, like, big. And I think that bringing that back into the fold and having that kind of be the focal point of your musical world... It was almost genius, and and hats off to him. Hearing all of these songs and how they've been put together are really making me think of, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Dan, but it's really reminding me of Wilco, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot era, and what Jeff Tweedy was saying about how they write their songs and they have the luxury and the time to, like, destroy them and uncover new ways to write them, produce them, record them. And I think you can kind of get that same ethos in Dee Dee Dumbo in the way that these songs have been put together. You know, it's not crazily reinventing the wheel and it's in a time period where his contemporaries are probably doing something similar, but he's added these new details and elements to it that make you stop and wonder and like catch your attention in the best way like just it just really always listening to these tracks take me back to the first time I heard them and that just like I stopped in my tracks kind of listening yeah he definitely seems like the kind of person that would like to like start from the ground up break apart what he's done and then reinvent his songs and I feel like that's probably where the bulk of his ideas come from, especially because when he's trying to record the music that he makes, that spontaneity is probably key for him in figuring out exactly where he wants to go next. So I I don't necessarily understand the musical comparison, but I understand the songwriting comparison to Wilco, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I think it's also really refreshing that so many of these songs aren't you know, embedded in romance or love songs. So much of the lyrics are, like, weird and strange and wonderful in the best ways and almost dystopian. Like, Walrus has that elephant-esque energy to it where it's almost a little bit absurd, a song about a walrus, but it sticks. Mm. And it has impact What's probably the most impressive thing about the production, songwriting and sound for this whole record is how much of these ideas of Oliver's have actually been fleshed out, explored and finalised across the record. They're all, like I said a little earlier, every song feels different to the last in all of the best ways. Nothing feels repetitive you don't even realise 37 minutes have passed (laughs) in listening to this piece. And it's just a really wonderful, captivating listen. Yeah, I also think it's really impressive, Like, and and this might sound a bit silly, but not not that he's managed to bring these songs to, to life or into fully formed songs, but kind of, like, because you gotta, you gotta think if he's bringing all this stuff if he's coming up with all this stuff in in terms of like a live setting, sometimes translating that into a recorded version, especially for a project like this where it's so loop based, 
that can sometimes be really difficult, making that not sound awkward within the context of an album. And I think what he's managed to do is take the best parts of his live performance and elevate them and encapsulate them into a fully-fledged record, which is definitely, you know, no small feat in and of itself. Look, this might sound a little silly, but, you know, sometimes when you're listening to music, you feel like you're sitting in front of someone who's singing to you. But to me, listening to Dee Dee Dumbo and listening to Utopia Defeated, it feels like I'm actually somewhere and I feel like an object bouncing around in a room and feeling the textures of a space. Like, I, I feel without him really saying anything at all like I understand absolutely the place he's trying to describe for example yeah and definitely and that's kind of in in the way that he's mixed and and engineered the record feeling almost feeling like he's filling a room with the sound even though you're just listening through headphones is something that's really really impressive and definitely one of the reasons why he you know scored himself two ARIA award noms for specifically that We've got more Didi Dumbo right here on For The Record. On FBI Radio, don't go anywhere. 0409-945-945 is the number to drop us a line.
From the top, four tracks by Didi Dumbo. Likely into a piece from Tropical Oceans, the title track, the debut Didi Dumbo EP. King Franco Picasso back into the record Utopia Defeated that we're exploring here on For the Record. And right there, the day I first found God. My name's Maya Bilic. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. And we've been reveling in the debut album by Didi Dumbo, the album of the week here on FBI five years ago, which is so wild to think about how much time has passed in the last five years. But what hasn't waned is just how much this record holds and holds up. Yeah, and I think an album like this is an interesting one where I, I going back into this, listening to it for the show... I wasn't sure exactly how well it will have aged, and five years, admittedly, obviously isn't that long amount of time, but it definitely is enough for things to feel stale, but I feel like this has kind of really, really held its own in those five years, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to going back in another five and another five and seeing how it's held up. It'll definitely have a legacy as one of those great enduring Australian albums and ones that are going to be rinsed on a lot of heritage sites and radio stations in the years to come. Yeah, I think it's one of those, one of those gems that you kind of, or like an old friend that you've haven't kept in contact with for a long time, but when you, when you reach out to and hang out with them for the first time in a while, nothing's changed. Almost like CK or Pivot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely of the same ink in that kind of a vein. So it shouldn't be any surprise how critically acclaimed this record is. In between APRA Music Awards Song of the Year in 2017 for Satan, four ARIA nominations, an Australian Music Prize nomination for the record, it's safe to say that Didi Dumbo has, with his debut record, which is no easy feat, absolutely cemented himself as a serious songwriter and Australian artist locally but also globally and the fact that he's been kept keeping quiet rather for the last five years makes me wonder what's coming up. Yeah, I I definitely feel like something's brewing and, and if he if if this record is anything to go by, the next one, if he's had five years of writing under his belt, is gonna be really, really something truly special. I think it's 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 kind of really telling an an artist like him hasn't even released or only just off the back of releasing an EP was playing Pitchfork Music Festival Paris and doing tours all around Europe and it kind of goes it's it's just a really nice story and kind of goes to show that you know someone making loops and someone that doesn't necessarily have a band or, or or much backing, at least at the time when he was first starting out, can still captivate audiences and can still progress and push things and make people go, damn, whoa, that's wild. Yeah, absolutely a special artist who's left us with an incredible piece of art and hopefully has plenty more up his sleeve. We're going to take another leaf out of Tropical Oceans, the EP, debut from Didi Dumbo with Crying and then we're going to jump back into the remaining parts of Utopia Defeated here and for the record on FBI Radio. Don't go anywhere. Crying right here. (laughs) 
Up at the top, you heard Crying Off the Tropical Oceans EP, Toxic City up in after that one, and then Brother to kick it off, Brother to finish it all off up there, you're tuned in to For the Record, you're tuned in to FBI Radio 94.5, For the Record is the show, and we've been listening to Utopia Defeated by D.D. Dumbo. It's been such a pleasure hanging out with you for the last hour, as always, but it's time for us to make some room for Kiki Amber on lunch here on FBI. So we're going to leave you with Oyster, the all-encompassing finale to Utopia Defeated. We'll be back, though, here at the same time next week, Wednesday, midday, right up until one again with a new album to go from start to finish and talk your ear off about.
If you want to get in touch for the record, at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, for the record, FM is the handle. We'd love to hear from you. You can listen back to today's show in full at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on for the record and you'll be able to revisit any album on the show that you'd like. Or you can catch a bit of a cheeky highlights reel at anywhere that you grab your podcast from. Just look up FBI Radio and for the record we'll be right there. If you have any albums you want to hear, let us know. Here's Oyster. We'll see you next week. Don't share the value